0: Welcome to Day 3 Live, the live broadcast of Sunday morning service at Day 3 Church in Granite Falls, North Carolina. You can learn more about our ministry at day 3 or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash d3church. These are crazy times in our world. Face masks, riots, racial tensions, and the list goes on. We're facing struggles right now that no one could have foreseen. So many are hurting right now, and so many are without hope. No matter who you are or what you're facing today, one thing is for certain. Our society needs peace now more than ever. That's why we're doing a series simply titled Peace. Today is part 14 of our series titled Peace at All Times, and it starts right now. good morning
1: again Uh, thank you for being here today Uh, hope you've had a good week Uh, don't know about you Uh, there's one thing that the heat summertime does for me it makes me even more thankful that I'm not going to hell Uh, (laughs) I tell you I am not a fan of summer Uh, that is coming from a person who has a pool in his backyard okay still not a fan Uh, I outgrow that, so so to speak, I guess. But uh, I'm thankful that we're here today, and I'm thankful you're here today, and it's so good to see you. I want to uh, share with you uh, today, we are in week 14, week 14 of our series entitled Peace, and I want to share with you today, you'll see it on the screen, peace at all times, at all times, not just when... Uh, It's it's most needed, but, you know, at all times. Back in, I don't think anyone's present in the room who who was around back in 1775. If you were, raise your hand. Okay. Back in 1775, uh, when the Revolutionary War started uh, in April of that year, in fact, there was an individual that had enlisted and actually served later, later served, in George Washington's army. But in 1775, he put, he wrote a book entitled Common Sense, S-C-N-S-E, Sense, Common Sense. And uh, some people believed in that day and time, and then later, and some people today believe that that book uh, was the catalyst, if you will, uh, Including John Adams, who was, you know, like one of our founding fathers and a, a later president, as the, that book was the catalyst for the rebellion of the thirteen original colonies uh, to begin uh, the revolution against England, the British monarchy. Later on, uh, after the war started, started and this gentleman, like I said, had enlisted and was serving under uh, General Washington. If you may have read or learned in high school about the winter of 1776 and how severe that winter was on the troops of George Washington, because of what this gentleman witnessed, the conditions that those troops were enduring during that time, he wrote a series of pamphlets known as the American crisis, the American crisis. And in one of those uh, pamphlets, started with this sentence. These are the times that try men's souls. These are the times that try men's souls. Is there anyone in the room who knows who that individual was? Anybody? Uh-oh. Jackson, you don't know? Yeah. Yay, Thomas Paine, good job. I'm surprised. All three services, somebody do it. <laughs> Our education system is not failing us after all. <laughs> okay, good job, Jackson. There'll be something extra for you and your stocking this year. <laughs> it was Thomas Paine. He wrote those words. These are the times that try men's souls. Now, let me ask you this as I, as I move forward. Is there a better sentence to describe today? These are the times that try men's souls. I can't think of one. No, we're not uh, in the beginnings of a country being founded, right? What we're going through is nothing that big or that hard or that difficult. But we are going through trying times, and they do try our souls. They do bring grief and sorrow, anxiety and stress in our lives. So that's why that's the backdrop. And that's why I want to share with you why we can have peace at all times and why it's something that that is definitely attainable. And even in these uncertain times, there are some certainties. And one of those is that we can have peace. So I want to share with you real quick three things. First thing is this. His peace, his, Capital H, you notice that's a capital H speaking of God. His peace is available. Our main verse this morning is 2 Thessalonians 3:16. Look at that on the screen. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times, in every way. The Lord be with you all. And now, verse 16. If you are looking on your phone, tablet, or whatever, if you have a hard copy of God's Word, if you're looking at verse 16 of Second Thessalonians 3, you will notice that verse 16 is the, uh, one of the last three verses of that book of Second Thessalonians. So I want to give you a quick summary of what Paul talked about in the previous verses leading up to verse 16. What was going on in the life of the Thessalonians was this. You remember, the the book of Thessalonians is written to the church in a city called Thessalonica. And so, therefore, the church, the, the, the people who lived in that city were called Thessalonians. And the book, this book, and 1 Thessalonians as well, is written to that church. So, therefore, it's written to believers, to believers, to Christians. And these believers were going through some uncertain times, some tough times. Some of those things included, they were going through persecution, they were battling false teaching, and they were dealing with some unruly church members there in their church. Each of those situations were causing stress, tension, strife within that church. And in this battle that they were facing, in these words here, Paul Praise for the reality of the Lord's peace in their life, and that would it be, that it would be continually and in every circumstance in their life. Now I will admit that this application of this verse is to the church there at Thessalonica. The application of this verse can be to a church in our 2020 also. But I would also suggest to you that this verse can be applied individually. You and I, as individuals, can be applied as well. I want you to notice on the screen, Paul says, May the Lord of peace, may the Lord of peace himself. I don't know if you know this or not, but that phrase, the Lord of peace, in this verse, is the only time that that phrase is used in the entire New Testament. And, of course, it is speaking of Christ, speaking of Jesus, the Lord of peace. More often, you will find in the New Testament when it says, it will say, God of peace, speaking of God the Father, not the Lord of peace, speaking of Jesus. Check these verses out from Romans 15, this verse, first verse. May the God of peace be with you all. So there's an example of the New Testament speaking of the God of peace. Next verse, David. Romans 16, 20, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Now, not only is the Lord Jesus a source of peace, not only is God the Father a source of peace, I would also mention to you that according to Galatians 5, 22, the Holy Spirit is a source of peace, where it is mentioned that peace is one of the fruits of the Spirit. One of the fruits of the Spirit. So, all three members of the Trinity, all three members of the Godhead, are the source of peace for the believer. The Hebrew concept of shalom, the Hebrew concept of shalom that Pastor Lynn has talk, talked about numerous times in this series, was behind Paul's thinking when he told him these words here in this closing, this closing chapter of Second Thessalonians, and it was referring to not just to the absence of strife. Uh, strife and difficulty and hardship, it was also speaking to the well-being and the wholeness of the wholeness, whole peace of God. So since I told you, I've just told you about the peace of God, if you do not hear anything, if you do not hear any other word I say this morning, you please, I, I, I beg everyone in the room to please listen to what I'm getting ready to ask. Because of what I just shared with you is true, and it is true, the peace of God is available. I want you to ask yourself, am I at peace with God? Am I at peace with God? Because here's what's true. It's what's true of everybody in this room. If you're not at peace with God, everything else that's coming to come out of my mouth is meaningless makes no sense, does not add up. One in one does not equal two. I might as well be talking a, a foreign language because you will not get it. So I ask you, are you at peace with God? Well, Daryl, how do I get that? How do I get peace with God? I'm glad you, ask. you get with peace. You get peace from God or get peace with God? Through relationship with Christ. Through the work of the cross. What Christ accomplished on the cross, paying for the, the debt of your sin, my sin, the sin of humanity. That is how we gain peace with God. We accept that payment. We accept his work on the cross on my behalf. You accept it on your behalf as the payment for our sin debt to God. To a holy, righteous God. That is how that happens. And so, I would ask you, are you at peace with God? If you're not, here's what I know is true. You are at war with God. You are. You are at war with God. Because you are living in such a way that... You are at war with God. You are at war with God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And you are living your life in your own self-centered ways with no concern about God, with no concern about others. You're living that way. And you're at war with God. You're at war with other people. You're at war with creation. You're at war with your own heart, with your own mind. Because there's an absence of peace. The peace that I'm speaking of, of course, is the peace of God. You will never know true peace apart from a relationship with Christ. Man, that deserves an amen. You will never know true peace apart from a relationship with Christ. Check these verses out. This verse here. From Romans 5. Therefore, okay, whenever you see the the word therefore in God's word, you need to ask, why is it therefore? The reason this word starts off with chapter 5, Paul has just told the Roman church, the church in Rome, some things, okay? I'm not going to go into what he told them. He told them some things, and he's saying, since I have told you that, here's what's next. And Harris Way starts with verse 1 with that word. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith. Okay, let me mention here real quick too. Have been. You see that? That's a past tense. Past tense. Since I have trusted Jesus. Since I have been justified through faith. Paul goes on to say, we have peace with God. How? Through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's it. Plus nothing, minus nothing. That and only that. Him and only him. Romans 5, 10, next verse. For if, when we were God's enemies, there it is again, past tense. When we were God's in- enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we, shall we be saved through his life? Now, I am not dumb enough to think that everyone in this room uh, needs the type of peace that I just described, peace with God. But I'm also not dumb enough to think that, the, that enough, the crowd this size, that there may not be someone in the room who does not have peace with God. That's why I started off that way. That's why you need to understand that you need to have peace with God. That's my, but again, that may not be the peace that you need. If you have peace with God, thank the Lord. Amen. Thank the Lord that you have that peace with God. You may not be you may not be desperate for that. But here's what I know is true. You still need God's help with peace. If you're not at peace with God, then you cannot experience any true peace within yourself or with others. So do you have peace with God? Do you have peace with God through Christ? What he did on the cross, or are you still war with God? So number one, his peace is available. Number two, I love this. His peace is available at all times. His peace is available at all times. That's what Paul said here in this verse. Second Thessalonians 3:16. So I'm going to assume that if you do not need God's peace, that you're at peace with God. Okay? Then the next issue is this. Are you at peace with yourself? Are you at peace with yourself? Do you have the peace of Christ over your head? Last yesterday afternoon, uh, at my house, we had a bad storm come through. And you may have had that happen at your house as well. We did not experience any rain during the storm. All we had was lightning and thunder and wind. Okay? Now, as I was sitting there, and I knew what I I was wanting to share with you this morning, I'm sitting there thinking, thank you, Jesus, for my roof. Right? Okay? And that's the way God's peace is. God's peace is like a roof over our heads, protecting us and helping us during those times and circumstances when we need God's peace. When our hearts and minds are troubled and afraid. So again, I will ask you, are you experiencing the shalom peace? The peace that brings wholeness and tranquility into our lives. A few weeks ago, you know, we celebrated. Our independence. independence Day, July 4th, right? And you may live in an area, in a neighborhood, where people shoot off fireworks, right? Okay? Uh, I know some people who own dogs uh, hate Independence Day because it's my understanding that fireworks scare dogs. I don't know. I don't own a dog, okay? But I, okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh, now, if last night, I told you yesterday afternoon we experienced a storm. Last night, I go to bed, okay? And I'm laying there before I drift off to sleep. And it's a little bit after 10. I hear fireworks. What did you tell yeah, no. was it you? No, no we, we didn't tell it. Nikki said. Well, we live in a hood. So I'm thinking, it's not July the 4th. Somebody's shooting off fireworks. And so, you know, if I wanted to be that guy, I could have called the popo, right? And say, sir, I need help. Somebody is over here disturbing my peace. peace. Oh, so why is it we're so readily wanting to take care of somebody disturbing our peace in terms of sleep, what I hear? Uh, what's going on. We're not as concerned about taking care of the turmoil that's going on in our hearts and minds because of circumstances that we may be encountering. Now, if you're like me, you're (laughs) hard-headed. Okay? In that, I see that, Johnny. In that, Daryl, take care of it. God don't need your help. I'll take care of it. You ever do that? Everybody in here would be a bobblehead right now. (laughs) Okay. Remind you you're in church. Jesus sees you. Okay. Don't sit there and lie. Okay. You do it. I do it. I forget. Who I have access to. The God of peace. The Lord of peace. I as a believer, have the fruit of the Spirit known as peace in my life. And because all those are true, I can have peace when? At all times and in every way. It's available. It's available at all times. So I need to ask, do you find yourself worrying and anxious about the future? Boy, we have. If you would have told me back in March, February, what our world would look like, look like three or four months later, <laughs> I said, "You've been reading too much science fiction, man." Okay, it has definitely changed. You may find yourself worrying about your health, your finances, your job, maybe security. I've seen a report, and you may have seen this as well, that gun and ammo sales have went through the roof, and I think it's because of people concerned about their security. Maybe anger and bitterness is robbing you of your inner tranquility, your inner peace that I spoke of. Maybe there's a certain person that you can't forgive, and that's eating you up inside and eaten away at you until you can easily say that the Lord of peace has given you his peace at all times. As we're promised here in this verse, I would question whether or not you know the God of peace. Look at this verse here from Philippians. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus Verse 9 says, and the God of peace will be with you. Now, I want to warn you against settling for a counterfeit type of peace, a counterfeit type of inner peace, a peace that may seem restful, but it is artificial. It's artificial fruit. It's it's not real. It's not the real fruit of the Spirit type of peace that Paul spoke of in Galatians 5.22. It's actually fake. Not the real thing. Okay. So, everyone look right here. What is this? It's a pacifier, right? All right. Anybody in the room still have one of these? One, use one of these. Raise your hand. Everybody better be not be raising your hand. Oh, she don't count. <laughs> okay. Now, we outgrow these, right? We're supposed to. Let's <laughs> outgrow these, right? So what's, what's the purpose of a pacifier? To pacify you, you're right. Okay, so uh, any of you who've raised kids, raise your hand if you your child took a pacifier. Okay, my firstborn Adam, he was obsessed with them, <laughs> one in each hand, one in the mouth. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you how we convinced him to give those up. It's a top secret. Okay, you come to me later and I'll tell you. But anyway, uh, the purpose of a pacifier is to do different things, okay? Let's say that the baby's hungry. Hungry. Give them a pacifier to pacify them until you get a bottle ready, right? Until you can feed them. Or if the child, if the baby is restless, is sleepy, is tired, You insert a pacifier to calm their spirit, to calm the anxiety until you can put them in the crib, right? That's the purpose of a pacifier. So it's not real, right? Sleep is what will bring relief from being tired, not this. This will not bring relief from being hungry, it's fake. Cool. Check this out, kids. Two weeks ago, I was on vacation at the beach. And I posted on Facebook uh, something I'm getting ready to show you. Uh, This here, what I'm getting ready to show you, is also fake. It's not real. I want to tell you kids that. Some of you kids in the room, I need to tell you this before I pull it out. Okay? Okay. Okay. Don't be scared. It's not real. It's fake. All right. This here is what, Davey? A turkey decoy. It's not real. Okay. This is a fake decoy. It looks real, don't it? They, they, come, they come a long ways in decoys. Now, uh, Daryl loves to turkey hunt. Have I told you how how much I love to turkey hunt? <laughs> I love to turkey hunt. Sadly, it's only in four weeks in North Carolina. In April, people think Are you going to get a turkey for Thanksgiving. No, it's not in season. Okay, that's why you don't turkey hunt in the fall in North Carolina. Anyway, his name is Zeb. He's named after my grandfather. Ha ha ha! I'm gonna put Zeb right here. So we're at the beach. He sits on a stake, okay, a plastic stake, and if the wind's are blowing a little bit, puffing a little bit, the wind will move him. He'll do a complete 360, okay? And so we're there at the beach, and I have this, uh, my decoy set up, and, and only, I only, ha- only have it set up as a conversation starter, right, to start conversations with people. And uh, I had kids. I had kids come up. Is is, is it real? Is it real? They come up and pet it like it's actually real. Okay. I had adults who were scared of it. Had one man ask me, did you set that up to keep the seagulls away? No. No. No, I did not have any seagulls. May have worked. Okay. Had one guy. My favorite was a guy from Chicago. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. <laughs> David, you would have loved this. <laughs> so I'm sitting right here. My umbrella right here. And so I can't see this guy approaching me, coming. Or he's going to work his way around the umbrella, and he's going to see Zeb. He comes around my umbrella, and he sees that decoy. <laughs> what the blankety, blankety, blanky, blankety, blanky, blankety, blankety is that? <laughs> and I said, calm down, man, calm down. It's a decoy. It looks like a turkey. <laughs> I said, it's a turkey decoy. I thought it was real. I said, no, it's fake. It's fake. It's not real. Huh? Hmm. Why do you and I use fake stuff? To take care of our times that we need peace. I do it. It doesn't have to be a pacifier. It doesn't have to be a dumb turkey decoy. You fill in the blank for what you use. But I'm here to tell you. That the peace of God. Transcends my understanding. To give me peace. Peace no matter my circumstance, at all times. Lastly, I want to share this with you. His peace is available to all and for all. Romans 12 says this. Here's some verses we want to look at. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone, Romans 14, 19 says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace. Colossians three fifteen says, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts since you were called to peace. Hebrews 12, 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with all men. And then Psalms 34, 14 says, seek peace and pursue it. Now, I want to mention to you that the first four verses that I just read were written to Christians to believers. Now, I'm not not a rocket science, okay? But that tells me that believers should be first and foremost in the forefront of being agents of peace to other people. I, I don't know how else to explain that. I think it's very important that we as believers... Pursue peace with others. Because if we have peace with God through Christ, as a believer, and we do, and if we are experiencing Christ's supernatural peace in our minds and hearts, then God calls us. Did you hear me? God calls us. God expects us. God wants us to vigorously pursue the path of peace in all of our relationships. Well, what does that do? Listen. Listen. What that does is complete the whole redemption plan of God. How's that work? Here's how that works. Because of the work of Christ on the cross, it it took care of my peace with God. Vertical relationship. You and God. Vertical. Also, the work of Christ on the cross took care of peace between me and Callie horizontal me and Lois horizontal you see how that works all through the work of Christ on the cross vertical peace horizontal peace and as Christians it's important for you and I to show a lost world to show a lost world how peace with God is attainable is possible and it's so much better for our lives. Number one, for God's glory. Number two, for our good. So let's look at these verses here from Ephesians four, wrapping up here. Ephesians four fourteen through seventeen. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one, and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility, by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two. So making peace and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. Therefore, God calls us to pursue peace, like I said a moment ago, with others because it's part of the gospel message. It all goes together. It all goes together. And this is the reason that this reconciliation is possible. Again, it's because of the work of Christ. I cannot show that enough. I cannot hammer that point home enough. It's because of what Jesus did. The Prince of Peace. He is the Prince of Peace. He is the ultimate reconciler in our lives. When he lives in us, he works in us. He enables us to forgive others. And he enables us to be peace agents. Let's close with verse 7 from Proverbs 16. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. I don't know in these last days, in these last weeks, if if you've had difficulty sometimes, uh, in your interactions with, with others, whether that be face-to-face or if that be, you know, through a phone call, text, whether uh, that be through Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Oh, man, John, the list goes on and on, don't it? <laughs> Whatever way you, you have interactions with others. I don't know if you've struggled. And somebody said a word to you. Okay? and and And... And you're ready to go. Really. Snap a finger. Respond. I I, I think as believers. I think as believers. We should go. (sighs) Will my reply. Bring honor to God. What I say back. Will it come across as. Peace. Will it come across as hope or will it come across as you know, I want to continue this I want to continue to butt heads with you I would submit to you as believers and as Christians I'm pretty confident on what God's will is for us to do and that is to be agents of peace be ambassadors of peace why because his peace is available it's available at all times and it's available for everyone for all, and to all, even our enemies. Let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for your love. We thank you, God, that uh, you are a God who gives peace. God, we thank you that, uh, Lord, we can experience that peace and know that peace, the relationship with Christ. Lord, we thank you for the work of of the cross. Lord, we thank you for uh, that you made possible for us to know you as a god of peace god we thank you for the work of the cross and how it took care of the vertical relationship between us and you but god we also thank you for the work of the cross and how it made peace between ourselves and others possible also Lord, I just want to thank you for the cross. For it is the power, your power, for us to have salvation. Lord, if there's anyone in this room who does not know you as the God of peace, if there's anyone watching online, God, who does not know you as a God of peace, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you give them courage and strength, or to reach out and ask God for you to come and be their God of peace. Lord, if there's anyone listening, watching, or present here today, God, who, who are struggling with having peace with others, would help them to understand that your will your way your truth is for us to be at peace with others and as believers God we should be first and foremost in showing that to everyone Lord I do not know the need for anyone here today or anyone listening or watching you do so, God, I just ask that you work in each heart and each mind in order that you accomplish and set out, that your will would be, uh, would be obedient, would be obeyed, and, Lord, that your will be sought and accepted. Be it this as we go forward, God, in this time of response. For it's your name I pray. Amen.
0: Are you in need of greater peace in your life? It is possible, and it starts with being at peace with God. Just pray something like this. Lord Jesus, I realize I need you and your forgiveness. I invite you to be the boss of my life. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I receive you as my Savior and Lord. Make me the kind of person you want me to be. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, we'd love to talk to you. We're here to pray with you, to love you, and offer support. Please contact us at day 3 We care about you, and we want to connect with you. Until next time, this is Pastor John reminding you that God is greater than your circumstances, and His mercies are new every morning. It's time to experience a new day in your life.